Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Joe Ochao. How are you, Joe? Living the dream, working on chimneys. That's awesome. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. I'm looking forward to learning more about all that, Joe. Um, if you don't mind, in your own words, share with us, with us what is this exactly? Sure. So our business is a full service chimney company. So everything from appliances like wood burning or gas burning inserts to rebuilding masonry chimneys, doing historic restorations, um, chimney cleanings, chimney inspections, everything related to chimneys and fireplaces. A lot of people don't realize that you may not have a fireplace, but you may have a chimney just because you have a heating system that, that exhausts somewhere. So if you're burning natural gas or you're burning propane or you're burning heating oil, you probably have a chimney. Uh, and I get a lot of people that say to me like, oh, like chimney sweeps, that's like an old thing. Like, does anyone actually have a chimney? Hmm. And my response is usually you have a chimney and that surprises a lot of people. So that's, that's interesting. Oh, that's cool. So it's not just actual wood burning fireplaces, but it's any kind of um, equipment that someone may have in the house, a heating appliance will have some sort of chimney, correct? Yeah, most of the time. I mean, if there are high efficiency units that vent out the side of the house and don't use a chimney, but if you're living, you know, in the Northeast or, you know, your, your system is not much older than, you know, 10 or 15 years, you probably have a chimney. Oh, that's cool. And, you know, is there a decline in trends when it comes to fireplaces in the house, do you find? there's a de It's a great question. So it's harder to get a fireplace in the house as a developer or a builder in certain parts of the country. So in certain parts of California, um, Washington and Colorado, they, um, they, they restrict the number of fireplaces that can be built using like a credit system, kind of like a carbon credit. So if you want a fireplace, like you have to purchase one of these credits. Um, so they're becoming reduced in the number of houses that are being built with fireplaces. But there are, sh there are plenty of houses with fireplaces that have been built over the past mm -hmm. two, three hundred years. Yeah. My, our previous home had a wood burning fireplace. And uh, we had no idea because when we bought it, they told us that it was it was done recently, and uh, we just kind of took their word for it. But we were using it, and we found that there was smoke coming into the house, uh, slight smoke um, we were noticing. So then we called someone, and they came in, and they said that there's like nest in there. There's like you know. Well, I don't know what he was telling me, like what he showed me the stuff when they took it out. It was like so much that was stuck in that chimney that he said it could have caused a fire. And we had no idea. It was only because it got to that extreme that we called someone. Yeah. Yeah. It happens to me on a regular basis. <laughs> wow. And do you install them as well? Yeah. So we build chimneys from scratch. Uh, brick chimneys. We also build something called factory built chimneys, which are like pre-made in a factory and then we assemble them. So yeah, everything. Okay, cool. And then this is, uh, do you have to kind of do some sort of a study on the home before you can approve a chimney for that house? Yes and no. You have to do, we do an inspection 
of the chimney system or of the area to make sure that it all fits and makes sense. So if you call us for an estimate, we don't really do estimates. We'll spend like anywhere from an hour to two hours at your house doing a chimney inspection. What's more common than building a chimney is installing an appliance inside the chimney, like a a wood-burning insert that is inserted in a masonry fireplace. Um, It's essentially a steel box with a glass front that has a blower on it that takes a lot of room air, heats up the room air, and then shoots it back into the room, kind of like a miniature furnace. That's why wood-burning inserts and gas-burning inserts are great, because they can just produce a lot of heat. So if we're doing that and we're putting that into a masonry chimney, we're going to put a camera inside the masonry chimney first to make sure there's no like you said, bird's nests, animals, anything weird going on in there. Um, and then address whatever the problems are so that we can do the installation. Mm, very good. And do you ever do one in a basement? Yeah, all the time. It's not any, any more difficult than, than doing it on a main floor, I assume. No, I mean, if there's a situation where we need to go up through the ceiling, like, I'm sorry, up through the... Um, the floor joists and up through the, the first floor, like that's not a problem. Mm. And which areas do you cover for your service? Right now we cover like the five county area of Philadelphia. Um, so Montgomery County, Chester County, Bucks County, Philadelphia County. And then there's another one I can't remember, Delaware County. <laughs> no worries, Joe, no worries. And how, when did you get, when did you start all this? So my uncle has a fireplace showroom um, that I helped kind of get started back in, in my undergrad. And then I went to school for microbiology when I was in graduate school. And I started cleaning chimneys kind of part-time. And I realized that I kind of enjoy working on chimneys more than I do microbiology and pharmaceuticals. It's not my style. So um, I ended up leaving. When I finished grad school, I just started the chimney scientist full-time. Oh, that's a cool name, Chimney Sign. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ironic. Yeah. Yeah, do you probably get questions about that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I... I so what is... Uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I guess I was a scientist, and that's kind of how, you know... Yeah. I, I used to clean I used to clean chimneys and then go to the lab at school, and some of my friends would kind of poke wow. fun of me and call me, like, you know, the chimney scientist as a joke. Chimneys. <laughs> now I scientist, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. So is were you always in entrepreneurship? I mean, like, did you do it before, or is this is this your first venture? Yeah. How does that? I've do? had many businesses, uh, many failed businesses, some moderately successful yeah. businesses, um, and you know, the most important thing I've learned is to pick something that is very niche, um, so you can increase your margin. And really fill that need. It's better to be kind of a a big fish in a small pond rather than a small fish in a big pond. And that mm. just yeah, it's very important. You know, important to do that. And then communicating with your customer, putting your customer first. Um, if you're always putting your customer yeah. first, you will prosper. You know, I, we essentially we mm-hmm. have problems. That, you know, we just throw money at it, whatever the whatever it is, to fix the problem so that the customer is happy. And if we maintain that attitude, yeah. really increase our referral base and don't really have as many issues financially long-term. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned a few failures and, and you know, it's very common, right? Especially when you find the success and a lot of people call it, you know, success, success tax, 
right? Failing is, uh, is this something that you learn from. Um, is there a story you want to share uh, of a past failure that if you would do it over again, um, you would make different changes to that business to make it successful? Sure. Um, you know, the one that I, that I can think of is when I was, when I was 11 years old, I hired my friends to help me, uh, do landscaping in the neighborhood. And we set up a bunch of flyers and just started bringing around a wagon with chainsaws, which is totally unsafe. And, um, you know, weed blowers, weed whackers, things like that. And what I didn't understand at that time was that you have to teach your employees skills, you have to train your employees and you have to manage your employees and put them first as well. Um, so it sounds stupid because I was 11 years old and I've had other businesses before then. I used to own a restaurant. I used to own another service oh, wow. company. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I but, but when I was 11 is when I really learned, like, you can't just leave people to their devices. You have to actually help them create a training process and go from there. And today, I mean, the mm. most important thing that I've learned is you need to put at least a third of your time towards HR development. You know, I... I spend a third of my time either interviewing new people or working on the interview process um, or any type of like additional training for bringing on new people. That's, that's all I do. Uh, because if you're not focused on training people, you're just going to be focused on being in your business rather than running your business. Um, so it's really mm -hmm. important to constantly develop, train people, bring in a pipeline of people. Just when you think that you have enough people running your business and you're in a good situation, somebody leaves or somebody is not being held accountable. You have to fire somebody. And all of a sudden, like mm. you're, you know, you're up a Creek without a paddle because you weren't paying attention to investing in HR and development. You don't have a new person in that pipeline. That happens a lot with entrepreneurs where they get comfortable or they think everything's going well. Mm. Um, it's never going well. You have to constantly move towards developing and changing your business and developing your, your HR and your staff. So I would say the most important thing is to take that 33% of your time every week to finding new people, interviewing new people, working on new training, working on new development, working on new financial incentives for your, for your employees, just making them happier and happier so that you empower them to just being more invested in the business. Mm. And if you open another business in the future, what would you what would you focus on initially to ensure the success after so many businesses and the and the experience that you have? What would you what would be your main focus in the beginning? I know we wear a lot of hats, right, in the beginning, but what is that main focus that you would put a lot of effort in before opening the business? Sure. Two things. Uh, depending on the business, probably inventory management and job costing. Um, a lot of businesses grow, and they're, as they grow, they're not paying attention to inventory management and job costing, like how much each job is actually costing you down to, you know, if you're in construction, down to the silicone tube, down to the screws, right? Um, they try to figure that out later. And figuring that out later costs a lot of money and a lot of time. And it usually, it, it, it takes, it just takes forever. And um, if you start this from the beginning, your business can accelerate so much quicker. 
So I would say inventory management and job costing, if you have a business that, that, that has materials associated with it. Um, mm. And then obviously HR development. Um, <clears throat> if I wanted to acquire a business, which is probably what I would do before starting a business today, um, I would really focus on who are going to be the players and how am I going to get those players? What systems am I going to create to bring in more people all the time and, and, and scale that? Mm -hmm. Do you, do you find some days you just feel like, you know what, today I'm just going to take it easy as a self-employed individual, as a business owner, do you come across those kind of days? And when you do, what type of steps do you take? What decisions do you make? Yeah. So it happened yesterday where I had a very early day. I could have just relaxed all day. Um, you know, the, the focus is to remind yourself of what your goals are and just think about what your problems are. I personally have a, um, I have a life coach that helps me keep on track every week. You know, I have a list of different things that I do every single week that I have to be doing working on the business rather than in the business. So I kind of divert back to those things. Um, you don't need a life coach to do that. You can just make your own list, but it's nice for them to hold you accountable. Yeah, it's, uh, accountability is huge, right? Like it's uh, just like anything else. When you want to learn something, you want to learn something quicker. Uh, it's always better to get help that's from someone who's already been there and, and learn and take advice and have them on your side, just like anybody in sports, right? So it is it is great. I, I highly recommend it as well. And I'm, gra I'm grateful that I, I see that you do that and you invest in that because it's super important. Um, for, for motivations, um, inspirations to uh, bring in more creative ideas in your business, um, to, to broaden your, your mind and, and your awareness about your business and your market and your consumers. Are there any specific steps that you take to, to ensure that, uh, you're implementing these new ideas? Yeah. So what I do is I constantly read or listen to audiobooks re related to Good. business growth. Um, that's really what I'm interested in. Sometimes you get complacent. You're like, Hey, everything's going well. Everything's fine. And then you read or listen to a new book that makes you realize like, Hey, there's a couple pieces I'm missing here that could really enhance my life. That could really benefit me. And I don't, you know, I don't really, I wouldn't need to be working very long. So, um, I constantly do that. And that's something that I'm really interested in. That's really good. Yeah. So do you, do you have a, like a target that you cover each book or do you just go until you finish a book, then you go to the next one? I'm sorry, you broke up there for a second. No worries. Uh, I was asking if, do you have a target for each book that you read that you want to finish in a specific time frame, or do you just read until you're done or listen until you're done and then pick up another book that comes up? I usually read a couple books at once. So I'll, you know, whenever you're driving, driving is a great opportunity to listen to audio. To audio. Right. So yeah. driving, I listen to one or two mm -hmm. audio books. And then at night before I go to bed, sometimes I'll read, or if I'm waiting for my wife to get home, I'll read. Um, this way I just, I'm always continuously submer you know, submerging myself in all of this information. Yeah, no, it's excellent. Excellent. Audios are great. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, audio, audio books, especially when you're driving and especially in your business, because you, you're on the go, right? I assume, you know, you have to go give estimates, you have to, you know, 
cover, check the job sites and everything. So you must be driving a lot and that's the ideal time to cover some books. I'm in a van right now. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. Yes. I, so I li- I li- do you want to show us the, do you want to show us the van from outside? Sure. Is it wrapped or anything? Yeah, it is. Uh, let's see what we got here. Yeah, let's do it. You're on our mobile device anyways. Why not? <laughs> so I'm really into branding. Um, see if I can yeah, turn the around for you. Um, I don't know if I can figure out how to turn it around. So I'll just turn the phone around. So I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, sure. This is a very bright oh, yes. vehicle, right? So one of the things we do that is, is good. we powder coat the rims uh, and then we power wash them every day. Um, we also, on the back mm-hmm. side of the vehicle, offer branding that talks about our story, right? Because sometimes people are calling you and interested in investing in you because you have similar things that you are interested in. So, you know, the fact that Mm. that I'm a former microbiologist, the fact that we created and fund a watershed testing facility, the fact that we, you know, created, fund, and operate medical diagnostics facilities in Africa, which is crazy, um, how we're focused on our climate responsibility and our three-year firewood study. So having all this on the back of our van and the different charities that we donate to, is a great way to get our story out there um, pretty pretty effectively. Yeah. Because re- re- relatability, right? Like if someone sees something like that, you know, they might know someone, even know someone that is uh, remotely close to that. They just, you'll get their attention, right? Like it'll, it'll be yeah. in their mind when they do need someone for, the, for their chimney. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So we like to ask our guests what their innermost superpower is that got them to this point in their life. I would say anxiety. So that's that's it. <laughs> Just being anxious. Anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> that's your that so being anxious is what can you elaborate on that please? Sure. So um you know growing up not you know, not wealthy in a pretty wealthy area, there was always kind of a, I always felt lower than everybody else around me. Uh, I wasn't good at school. You know, I was really bad at school when I first started, uh, barely graduated high school and, um, never thought that I would even get a job. That's why I started my landscaping when I was 11. I wanted to work at McDonald's, but I figured, oh, who's going to hire me at McDonald's, right? I'm just this like kid that was not good in school, not good at anything, always in trouble. Um, and to this day, you know, anxiety and, and growing up with, you know, not having the, a lot of the financial things that other people around me have always made me fear that I would potentially have financial issues in my adulthood. So it's just pushed me to like get things done and like work hard. And now I'm focused on the opposite. I'm focused on meditation, mindfulness, different ways to calm mm. my mind down, different ways to I love it. relax. Right. Um, because being in the present is what's the most important thing in cognitive therapy to talk your mind out of the anxiety uh, is very effective. So I do all of those things now and that works really well now, but for many years, what drove me to my current success is, is anxiety. And I think that having a little bit of anxiety is a good thing if you can implement and you could move forward, not just sit there and, you know, stress yourself out. Yeah. Yeah, it just depends on the level, right? And then the the 
you had a healthy level of it. So you know what to do with it and use that as, use that as a power, use that as a tool to move forward. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And you know, the anxiety is, is part of our, our, our self image too, right? Like when we have a, a inner deep self image and our subconscious, um, if we're programmed there, uh, you know, anxious or anxiety <clears throat> is part of us. It's just our image is just what we feel about ourselves. Right. And then you working on this and taking steps and you realizing it and you making it as a superpower is, it, is great. Yeah. I mean, I, I started trying to meditate about 13 years ago. I used to go to mindfulness meditation classes. I've read countless books yeah. and I was not very successful. Um, and my anxiety kind of just helped move me forward in, in life, but I was, it was also yeah. consuming me a little bit. So now that I've gotten a little bit older, yeah. now 34, when I started, probably when I was about 30, I got a lot more serious with it and, um, I was able to kind of calm down and, being overly anxious prevents clarity and good management, right? So that's like a big mm. problem where if you- be- A lot of other issues as well. Of course, of course. I'm talking about yeah, from a business perspective, yeah. you know, that's that's like, a, yeah. it's really difficult to be a leader if you're overly anxious. Mm. So um, being able to calm your mind with cognitive therapy and with meditation rather than drugs and alcohol um, is really, really beneficial to helping you focus and like get your business done, mm. um, and, and not be upset about it. Yeah. and realize that this is all just, oh, definitely. you know, uh, this is all just a fun thing to enjoy, right? We're all just, yeah. here. we're all just yeah. this thing. It's going to be over soon. So let's just have a good time. Yeah. Enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well said, Joe. Well said. Thank you so much for sharing all that, being honest, open, and, you know, uh, People are going to resonate to this and your story and what you do and how you help yourself to grow. Uh, because at the end of the day, no one else, no one else is going to help us, right? We have to make that decision. We have to take that step to make things better for us. It's that self awareness. So I, I give you kudos for that, you know, and great work. And I appreciate you that, that you took the time to come on this show, Joe. And I wish you all the best and I hope you expand into other regions and areas as well and if you have any any last uh comments to make to the audience please go ahead sure and thank you so much for having me uh i would say the key to my pleasure key to success is focus um i know that entrepreneurs want to be serial entrepreneurs and they want to grow businesses and open different companies and that there's definitely a lot of people that do that successfully but you know if i just stayed focused on chimneys I can, it, the amount of inputs required to get outputs in chimneys is a lot less than the inputs required in a new business, right? Every time I do something in my business, um, the inputs get smaller and smaller for bigger outputs. If I want to start something new, so one of the things I do is I do commercial real estate. Um, and if I want to try something new in commercial real estate, those inputs, because I'm new at it, create a lesser output because it's just something that I haven't been super focused on. So, um, but if you're in something, if you're in an industry, you know, I, I prefer a niche industry, but if you're in an industry, if you're knowledgeable about your industry, the key is to just focus, focus, focus. Uh, chimneys did not work out for many years. It was very stressful. It was not profitable. 
And the more I focused, the more I fine tweaked it, we became the largest chimney company in the Philadelphia region with incredible reviews. Um, you know, just, it's just, it's a much bigger, robust company now that, um, is much easier to run and enjoy. Uh, and I, the only reason that that happened was because I, you know, I had other projects that I was working on because I was just kind of grasping for things. And I just stayed focused on chimneys. I was like, this is it. This is going to be the thing. And I invested in my time and invested in myself with focus. So that's it. And, you know, very good. Thanks. Thank you. That's that's great, Joe. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's, it's focus is super important, and and you know you provided a more clear view of focus and the idea behind focus. So I, I appreciate that. Audience, thanks again for joining us on another episode. Um, we do appreciate and love you all. And we, we like the fact that you guys share the information with others. You know, if there's anything that resonates in this episode, please do comment, review, share, um, wherever you would like to. And what Joe mentioned about focus in my world, you know, my focus is personal development, self-awareness, mindset, you know, all the stuff that you get in the mirror. And I'm, I, I love it. You know, I've, I work with tons of multiple sources uh, and I'm working on them as well as we speak. But that focus is always where your passion is, you know, and you can see Joe's passion is his chimneys. He, you know, he, he's, he loves what he does, right? So that's that focus and that comes out in other people, like consumers, when they see that, they'll see that in his van. When they see that wrap, they'll see that passion. They sense it. It's, everything's vibrating. You vibrate and you sense when someone is focused and that's their passion. So I recommend, I, I double what Joe said. Definitely, if you guys are working on a few things, find that passion. Find that one thing that you say, you know what, this is what I'm going to devote my life to it and I'm going to master it. And, and again, thank you again. Uh, join us for our next episode. Joe, appreciate you. Thank you so much. Keep in touch. And thank you again. Have a great day.